What's new, everybody? What's going on? You are listening to the Playing On Podcast. My name is Carl Markowski, and thank you for joining me. This episode is brought to you by Charm City Paintball, the head game master. Uh, Mike over at Charm City, he makes uh, all of my headgear for me, uh, as well as my pack bands that I'm wearing an awesome, uh, I'm wearing an awesome American flag headband that is amazing. Uh, I think it's so cool the time and effort and the 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 quality of work uh, that goes into these things is amazing. Uh, make sure you check him out, Charm City Paintball on Instagram, along with uh, his Facebook page. And he's always posting up new um, new materials, new designs, new uh, just all kinds of great stuff. And what's great is that all of his runs are about like. 10 headbands or less so it's a very limited run they're all uh they're all very i wouldn't say very rare but everything is limited run so uh so make sure you check him out charm city paintball he has head uh like i said headbands pack bands uh along with head wraps so uh give him a shout tell him carl sent you uh this podcast is also brought to you by ckfightlife.com uh they are a paintball company uh, formerly known as Hybrid. All you paintball players out there probably know who I'm talking about. Uh, but you know uh, these these guys they have uh, they have packs, they have jerseys, they have uh, a big thing going around right now is they do custom laser engraving, which is amazing work. If you've seen uh, the Instagram or the Facebook or anything like that, or even seen any of the uh, the pro markers that are out there, uh, I know I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, from Houston Heat. He always has his stuff done. The same with uh, Sam Monville. But um, they have, I, just, I, I don't know. I, it, I could be lying, but I'm pretty sure that that <laughs> contract killer uh, does their uh, does their laser, laser engraving. Regardless, um, uh, CK Fight Life, they do some amazing laser engrave work. The graphics and everything are, are awesome. Uh, they have, like I said, all kinds of paintball gear. But along with that, they also do jujitsu gear, uh, geese, belts, rash guards, shorts, all kinds of stuff. And uh, and I wear, um, I'm wearing a, a black gi of theirs right now. It's amazing. I've gotten many compliments on it, which is very very cool. And uh, I'm, uh, I'm I'm hoping to grow their popularity uh, on that sense. So. Uh, if you want to get a hold of them, uh, especially with the laser engraving or anything like that, they are taking orders. Uh, you can go ahead and give Tony a call at 951-219-5045, or you can hit him up uh, on the email on the ckfightlife.com website, and uh, just tell him Carl sent you. So uh, thank you to Contract Killer. Uh, and last but not least, we are brought to you by Planet Eclipse, the, uh, the most amazing markers on the planet, pun intended, and... Uh, you know, I shoot the uh, the LV series, which you guys have probably heard me beat to death. But um, this is it's the truth, man. Um, the the LV platform I feel is the best platform out there. Uh, the the softest shot, the the better looking of the uh, of the ones they have out. But but Planet has the CS2 out there right now. That's it's uh it's it's amazing how they have transformed it from the CS1 with the grip and the bolt system and and uh, even something simple as the uh, the way the batteries eject out of the foregrip, I think it's I think it's very cool. The company has been nothing but amazing uh, to me and every team that I've played for uh, since I've started my professional career. So uh, big hats off to uh, Planet Eclipse. Thank you guys so much for uh, supporting me and uh, supporting myself and this podcast. Uh, thank you to all of our sponsors. And that's the ads. 
ladies and gentlemen. And now we are into the podcast with Mike Zapp. Um, him and I have, I just looked and, and him and I haven't talked since I think like episode six or something like that. But uh, but I love talking to this guy. I love sitting down and bullshitting with him. Uh, he has a great paintball memory as far as we were, we were talking about a trivia thing. And I thought it would be pretty cool, but uh, he would win because I have a terrible memory. But enough of my chatter. Here is the podcast with Mike Zapp. Like shrapnel on the bottom of this wine. Oh, that's the ta- the, uh, the the rinds, right? Maybe. So I is was, it an um, organic wine? Uh, I mean, it's organically tasty. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I bought I bought it at a local place, so maybe it is. It could be. I like organic. a lot of stuff, but I I don't know the names of a lot of stuff, so I'm always I'm always going. Yeah, yeah, I like. Uh, you know, it's good. I like it. Like, oh, what is it? I have no idea. I know what it looks like. I can see the picture. I'm so visual. I'm so much more visual than memory or in my memory than anything. Like recalling names or like faces, boom, boom, boom. I can instantly go, yeah, I know that guy. That guy looks familiar. I know him. Or, you know, if somebody was like it, like paintball, right? So yeah. with paintball, I don't have to. I don't have to see a jersey. I don't have to do anything. Somebody could be wearing a completely different jersey, but just by the way that they play, you can you know pick out who it is just by their you know the, how they hold themselves and like Damian Ryan is Damian Ryan. Oh yeah, well yeah, it helps. He's super tall and lanky and just gets, like goof. Yeah, he gets like this big when he like kneels down and like no one in the league looks like Sergey, you know? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, no. what up with what up with uh, Sacramento DMG? They all like look alike. I saw I saw that. Like sure. I watched the finals game. Like there, there's four, three or four guys with long black hair. It's almost like they're wearing wigs, but they're not. Two two guys two guys are not wearing wigs, but there were there were another two that were wearing wigs. Oh, are you're you recording or not? Oh yeah, you sent me that link. Yeah, so you can cuss now. Ah, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> So how you been, man? Good, dude. Just uh, hanging out in New Jersey. It's finally thawing out. <laughs> I know it's thawing out, but it's now it's melting from the sky. So now it's just raining. It's been raining all day here. Yeah, it was like drizzling all day yesterday and today, and whatever you know, it's just like the way it is. But we had a good on Sunday. It was beautiful weather out. It was like yeah, <laughs> I mean, you can start going to play outside again. You know. <laughs> I know, and this whole time, while everybody else has just been playing outside forever, pretty much year-round, we're sitting here talking about playing paintball. Yeah, the one problem is that, I mean, there's a, a reball facility like 45 minutes from my house, but there's no indoors anywhere here anymore. Doesn't and I heard you guys talking, shit up? Well, no, it doesn't. So with a Lux, you have to take the feather touch out, like the feather touch screw out, because it won't shoot properly. Mm-hmm. Um and then other than that, it works It works fine. Mm-hmm. You'll have to turn it down at 220 and you're playing in close quarters. But, yeah, it's it's good enough to get the itch out. You know, the, Max always talked, like, so highly of it. Like, basically saying the reason why Joy Division was good was yeah. because they would just train reball all the time. Hmm. I didn't know if it, like, uh, fucked up the inside of your barrel or whatnot. Well, remember, you always have to lube your barrel. Lube your barrel, always. lube your balls. 
I don't know. Always if, uh, three balls needed to be lubed, right? Were they were they you're oily? You're supposed to take that that oil you get with your LVR and just every time you open up a bag of paint, you have to just dip a little bit of that in there and just mush it around. And then you get I, a perfect paintballs. Perfect coating of uh, of paintball juiciness. Cheers. What are you drinking? Some black Cheers. tea? Uh, this is tea mixed with the little lady bligh. The rum? Little lady juice, yeah. I got that nice uh, Troganator or the Perpetual IPA from Trogues, uh, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, right about three hours away from me on the way to Pittsburgh for the ICC. The Iron Classic. <laughs> Iron City Classic. So I got a, a Vegas. Russ Jackson from DLX came up to me at mm-hmm. during the pro finals. I was in a, like this pits watching. I just finished watching Aftermath beat the shit out of Mutiny. Yeah. Um, which was unfortunate because that's a really good thing for me. I think that was Mutiny's first ever finals because when they were an old seven-man team, they were just kind of the whipping boys. You know what I mean? Not whipping yeah. boys, but that was when the A1, they were using the A1s, the Angels. Yeah. They were wearing those white Mutiny jerseys. And that was, I think, 2009 was their first year. 2008, maybe? Something yeah. like something like that because they, they came around a little bit before I took a little hiatus. But uh, yeah, I didn't even know Mutiny was uh, was in finals. I didn't even really stick around for finals. I was so I was so upset. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was uh, it was kind of Sunday was a weird weird day for me at Vegas because we played ten man. Uh, I was at in the Houston Heat pits in the morning and got mollywopped by X Factor. Like, it's crazy like how the tables turned. Like impact just. Molly whopped X Factor the morning of X Factor beat the shit out of Heat, um, and like I didn't even play that. I the first time playing that layout was at practice the next week. Yeah, I didn't I didn't practice at all. All right, this is the first time thing I've ever done. Is the last time I played paintball before Vegas was the Atlanta ten man tournament in December. Ooh, so I, I did not pick up my paintball gun other than to put it in my gear bag to fly to Vegas. Mm. I didn't, I didn't play at all. And it was really, it was exciting. Like I was really excited to go in and playing on Sunday at 10 man, but then I noticed how rusty I was. <laughs> but dude, honestly, I th- feel like you need that break, man. I feel like obviously the top of the top are obsessed and they just constantly play and this and that. But I feel like for a sane person, like mm. you need just a little bit of that, okay like let me let me enjoy some other things and then then i'll get back to the grind you know but I, some people are obviously going to disagree with me. like you gotta grind you gotta grind all the time you just gotta do this you gotta do i'm like but sometimes sometimes if you if you are so if you want to be so obsessed with it i feel like sometimes you tend to lose yourself in the sport and you you start doing it i feel like for the wrong reasons like you start I don't know. It's, to me, like I feel like some people who got really deep into it sometimes like lose uh, teammates or lose friends, and they, it becomes more or less not ha- about having fun, but more about just like being the straight edge sword and just wanting to be nothing but the best and fuck everybody. And and there's nothing wrong with that, right? No, you know, at all. Like, but what we said before, like when you first came on my my show back at World Cup 2016, wow, like. Yeah, right. It's crazy. <laughs> Time flies. Um, but like, we play this exaggerated hobby, right? Mm. And 
you're probably not, even if you're a pro, you're probably not getting paid to do this thing. So you might as well have fun doing it, you know, and the moment it doesn't, um, it stops having fun or being fun is like kind of the moment, you know, you maybe need to take that break, you know? And, and last year paintball wise, like there's a lot of successes for me and it was, but it was really daunting and tasking and yeah, world cup this past year was like the worst world cup I've been to in terms of like my fun factor. Like I just didn't have fun at all at world cup. So like, it was good to take that break. I was, you know, I, I was, I was glad to do it, and I'm really excited for this season coming up. 2018 is going to be a, a gnarly year, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, definitely going to be interesting. I mean, I don't like, not, not that I don't like the way that we started out. I feel like we started out uh, halfway decent because I feel like if, if we would have won those two games that we lost by one point, I mean, we would have been three and one again and made finals or, or made Sunday. You know, like that, and would have started this whole thing uh, off to the right on the right start. But having a few new guys, and you know, it's uh, but it was good. I mean, and I talked to Demet- uh, Demetrius about this. Um, a lot of good things happened because we didn't make Sunday. As far as mm-hmm. team chemistry and and the connections and kind of the direction of where we want to go, we were able to sit down with each other a little bit longer and and talk about okay hey what what is it that we want to do like what is what position is everybody in what direction do we want to take this thing how committed are we and having packs and meter i feel like really kind of threw everything together especially now that we have a tournament under our belt and well you're at you're adding you lose nick right yeah so he has a shit ton of experience under his belt a really fantastic paintball player, a great personality. Um, a little smelly. You know, he's a little stinky and looks kind of like a dirt cricket, but he's not. <laughs> he's a dirt cricket. No, no, that's Harrison Fry and Joe Ooh. Barrett. Harrison, dude, cut your mustache dude. off, dude. They are the, the current consummate dust dirt crickets <laughs> of the pro division, for sure. Congratulations <laughs> to uh, to Harrison, by the way, for, for getting on Thunder. Yeah, dude, he's a great player. He played ten man with me last year, a bunch of tournaments, and uh, he's a really fun. Guy. He's a little all over the place, you know. Yeah. He's hard to like nail down into one spot, but you know, maybe this like being on a pro team now and being with you know Map Chim and Corey Field are living legends, right? You know, yeah. uh, you could go back and watch Map Chim play in that ESPN or the Smart Parts X Ball tournament, you know, um, from Mohegan Sun. Yeah. He was playing with Dynasty, I think, then, right? Oh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's so right. you can always tell, like, I, the, it's weird how my, my memory works. It's very visual, like you just said. Yeah. And I can, he wears that orange headband thing. Mm-hmm. And he's been that wearing plaid, it since yeah. ex- excessive days, right? So yep. he's been wearing that shit forever. And every time, like, I just was thinking about a Dynasty jersey and that thing. And Quim Cardona was on that team. That was, I think, L.J. Schwartz's first tournament with Dynasty. I'm uh, yeah, pretty sure. I think so. Yeah. Well. It was. A, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, because the Mohegan Sun was a while ago. Two thousand and six. Uh, I think. Six. I think you're right. Because it was a year after the Miami Commanders Cup, which ended up on ESPN. You know what we should do is we should right. get a bunch of paintball players together and have and have like a paintball trivia game. Show. Like trivia night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, trivia night, and you have like the picture category one, and then you could even do like a vi- a sound one, like where was this? Oh, what was this song from? And then if you throw Rise Against in there, it just 
you could name any paintball movie. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, between the years of 2005 and 2007, pretty much every movie had Rise Against in it. And then you throw in dubstep, and you're like, ooh, I don't know. Is that an HK movie? <laughs> That's got to be an HK <laughs> highlight video. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, so back to Harrison, like he's playing, you know, Corey Field, if you remember, was arguably the best Naughty Dog back in the day. You I mean, yeah. when they were good at X-Ball, you know, when those open division tournaments were – Back in 2004, 2005, um, playing open with Avalanche, Excessive, Dynasty, Ultimate. Naughty Dogs was fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. And if you think about it, like, yeah, I think about that team, and, you know, Rocky was the guy I didn't want to get, you know, he was at Vegas. Did you see him playing? I wish I would have saw him. I didn't see him. Yeah. I saw him from afar. I've never, I only met him like my first tournament ever. So, like, you know, I don't have any. I'm not going to walk up to him. You know what I mean? Well, he loves it when you walk up to him and just sock him in the shoulder and go, hey, man. <laughs> Next time I'll do that. But yeah. I was at the paint trucks and I saw him. I'm like, holy shit, the homeboy's back. Yeah. I think he was playing E2. I'm pretty sure. That's awesome, though. Because he, I remember, like, this was, <laughs> he, was, he was the guy I didn't want to get mad. Like, I didn't want him to get mad at me because Rocky's kind of intimidating. Um, yeah. Corey was the dude I didn't want to get into a one-on-one with because he was just nasty. He had a nasty shot. Map Chim just st- was an anchor. You know, wherever he was, he was just he was alive. Um, and Colt Roberts, that was his first Colt Roberts uh, pro team. Was nasty. Or the um, white events. Yeah, yeah, that's right. See, paintball trivia. Uh, and then I forget his. I forget because there was a quick dude who used to play for Naughty Dogs. His name was like Travis, or Tra- Tra- he was a a smaller, quick white dude. He played the snake for him. Was it Mikey Lou on the Naughty Dogs too? Mikey Lou was on the Naughty Dogs. Tyler McCluskey. Tyler there you go, McCluskey. Dude. Yeah. Didn't he end up playing on Blast? McCluskey. I don't, I don't know. Then they, I think he might have played on Blast or Legacy, um, potentially. Because if you remember, Legacy merged with Blast, mm-hmm. with Oakland Blast or Assassins, whatever, whatever the two. I think it was Assassins merged. They merged together. Yeah. And. They had a lot of guys from Northern California, like Zach Long and those dudes, and then the dudes from like the Northwest would come down, and then they had all the dudes from SoCal, mm-hmm. um, the shows, Gary shows, and uh, yeah, his Gary son. shows, yeah, yeah, and then uh, the dude who uh, he used to own Contract Killer, I think, was... Chris, yes, yeah, who? Shout out, shout out to Chris. Uh, Making geese and rash guards and all yeah, this so, shit for jujitsu. So you're you're into jujitsu now. Tell me how that's going, dude. I wish, I wish, because I feel like I would have been so much more of a complete paintball player. I wish I would have discovered jujitsu back in the day. People are probably like, "Motherfuckers talking about jujitsu again." I'm telling you, man, it is it. It's a life changer. And if you research like some of the celebrities or some of the uh, some of the personalities that actually do jujitsu and what it does for them. It's, it's a, an amazing experience because of just the, the, it sounds stupid, but it's like the, the oneness with yourself that you, you just become aware a lot more of the, the do's and the don'ts and the, and the cans and the cannots yet kind of a thing with, yeah. with yourself and your mind. 
and uh, it's it's addicting, dude. It, it's I feel this how I feel about jujitsu now is how I felt about when I first started playing paintball competitively. Yeah, that's With, and you're like really excited to go train, and you're really excited to go and roll, and yeah, completely get you. Yeah, um, a sponge, man. I'm just trying to soak it all in. If you know Anthony Bourdain, uh, yes, world-renowned chef, parts are known as amazing show. He, basically, he he claims that jujitsu saved his life. If you he was a heroin addict, um, you know, alcoholic, and just this amazing chef, amazing personality. Tons of demons. And then he's, tons of demons, though. But you know, he kicked the he kicked the H. You know, I th- I don't think he kicked the booze because he still drinks on his show. Yeah. Um, but he does jujitsu, and he started when he was in his fifties. Yeah. So like, you know, Joey Diaz, one of the most the funniest dudes on the planet. <laughs> Uh, seriously, yeah, he's the one of the funniest dudes on the planet. <laughs> he, he tells you how it is, man. Yeah, and he's been he, you know, he kicked cocaine ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, this November was his like ten year. You know, he was a big snorter, and yeah. you know, jujitsu saved his life. You know what I mean? Um, and I, I, it's go to bring it back to paintball. Like paintball is a weird, weird sport because it's like an extreme sport, a team sport, and then a martial art. And right. almost more so than any other sport out there, really, like, you know, you talk about your main sports. Mm. Um, and the reason I say that is because you're competing against another person, but you're also competing against yourself, and it's high level, high, not high risk, but high level problem solving right. against one, maybe one opponent. You know, you get down to one-on-one, it's a freaking MMA fight. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, yeah. And how many times does a one-on-one occur on the pro field, just the pro field alone, you know? Yeah. Good amount. Even a two-on-one, you know, a two-on-one. If you're by yourself and you're fighting two guys, three guys, it's it goes to a martial art real quick, mm-hmm. you know? And you have to utilize your body maneuvering, but you also have to utilize the skills that you learned to get the opponent out. Survival you know, the kicks point. in, I feel, too. Like, this survival instinct kind of kicks in and these i i feel like more than anything at that point especially two-on-one kind of this predictability gland goes off in your head and you're trying to you're now starting to shoot these gaps where i feel like subconsciously this is just how i picture it where subconsciously you're shooting these spots where like well if i was that guy i would go to that next bunker or i would try and make that next move and you fucking throw paint over there just randomly and then you see him run through and you go all right well, fucking that worked, and you move on to the next thing. But yeah, I mean, I, and I relate. You know, I, I just got uh, done doing a podcast. I got a, I got to load it up tonight. But um, one of the black belts, I just did a podcast with him. Dude, kid's twenty four years old. He's from Brazil, and he's been uh, doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu for eight years. Just turned black belt. I think I think he said at the beginning of this year, and he's like at the top level like he is rolling or he, he's competing against the top guys he's he's one of the the best uh competitors as far as black belts go in his weight division right now and he yeah. tra- and he he teaches at the gym that i that i'm at and i wanted to get his story and it was amazing to hear um something like that and it and jujitsu is so relatable to paintball because it's such a mental and physical uh battle every time you step either on the mat or step on the field all these things are happening because there's so many variables uh with jujitsu or paintball so many different things can happen and it really all depends 
on what choices you make. And I guess you can kind of relate that to anything in life, but it, it really comes down to uh, confidence in what you know, confidence in what you do, uh, yeah. being able to see those small windows. And it's just like what uh, Gutenberg said, the, the black belt, and like any of the high-level paintball players would say, is the higher level you go, the less mistakes that are being made. And yeah. that's the biggest difference, he said, between brown belts and black belts. And that's the biggest gap between uh, semi-pro and pro. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, you talk about earlier in the pot, earlier in the, the discussion, we talked about how, um, you know, people training. And that's kind of where that, like, experience level, whether it be from literally trying to play paintball every day and just going out of your backyard and snap, 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 mm -hmm. or just going to your mirror or, you know, watching tape, watching go sports. Um, and that's where that comes into play, you know, just getting that experience. But like, you know, like I've never played pro, you know, like at all. And this is like my first season going into a division higher than di division two. Mm -hmm. And but like in terms of my experience, I've been playing tournaments for 14 years. So like it's kind of like riding a bike for me. And I feel like my spidey sense, you know, paintball spidey sense yeah. gets better and better every time I play. And that's like kind of the biggest thing in terms of I think one being a good paintball player, you know, yeah. one of the biggest things that and communication you know, on the field and off the field too. off, off the field communication is really important. Um, yeah, that's like where they talk about like, you know, being friends with your teammates and blah, blah, blah. Trust. You don't necessarily need to be friends, but you need to trust the shit out of them. Right. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, we talk about like X factors, not the team, but, um, you know, jujitsu has the mat and it's indoors. Right. Yeah. But how many X factors do you have in paintball? Like yeah. just the paint, the paint alone, man, like just that thing right there, that beast. And like, it's so important at that high, high level, whether it be pro or semi-pro, to like have good paint. Like, yeah, it's probably why one of the reasons why X Factor and Impact were in the finals because they is got all the best paint. Dude, I mean, Alex, yeah, what? And there's nothing, there's nothing to say that like you know anyone that has access to that GI truck doesn't have access to that good paint if you can shake a hand. I'm not calling anybody out. Yeah, I'm just saying. That HK paint at 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 uh, Vegas was really good. It was a yeah. really good ball. It was super. The, the the bouncier ball was a little bit more accurate, but the brittle ball was super brittle. Um, especially that cold morning. Vegas had like what Friday morning was pretty pretty nippy out. Yeah, and it just you're like drop it and it was just psh, perfect. Mm -hmm. But we shot this GI paint at Paris in, last year, dude. It was ball and ball accurate and just. It would break on anything. Like you'd clip someone like on the bagginess of their jersey. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> Off the break. And that was one of the reasons better paint. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So do you think that and I'm just I'm just, you know, kind of not trying to predict where the sport is going or anything like that, but do you think when we have companies that are coming in and we have more companies providing paint. That is essentially when the uh, the common paintball player can go, okay, the sport is growing. Can you repeat that question? Okay. 
<laughs> when we have more than a handful of paint manufacturers, mm-hmm. would you say that people would start thinking that the sport is growing? No, not at all. I mean, I feel like there's no public numbers out there, and like the actual NXL tournaments are growing every year in terms of team attendance. Right. But the one one statistic I'd really like to see is unique players at each event, right? So you have the three-man divisions. Last year, the two-man divisions. You have the 10-man divisions. I generally don't count that in the team count. Mm-hmm. So you know, last year, Atlantic City was one of the biggest third events we've had since like the old Chicago's, like the, at Bolingbrook, right. you know? And Chicago this year, this past year, was the biggest fourth event ever, like in since forever, you know, PS, ever right. on APPA, um, including PSP, obviously. You know, you have to count PSP. Um, I mean, probably even more so than Huntington Beach when it would sell out in the first day, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. Just team count-wise, like, how many seven-man teams were there? You know, you had, what, the 20 pro teams back then, including uh, – no, you didn't have 20 pro teams. You had, like, 12 or 16, whatever it was. I think it was, like, 16. But but anyway, so – You're grilling me with all these hard questions. Yeah, they, <laughs> those are really tough ones. <laughs> Um, I don't feel like the, like the sports growing, like I see the same faces every event year after year, you know, yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. Like it's a really hard thing to say because if we just talk about tournament paintball wise, is it growing? Like I haven't seen any data to prove so. And like maybe yeah. someone should, you know, with all the data, you know, should, statistics for us to look at you know like how many unique players are new to appa every year yeah you know that that's a statistic that can be provided you know to the public is the appa is the is the appa its own entity or is it owned by the nxl it's its own entity as of from what i understand right now it's its own entity and it'll continue to operate as such what i do know is that pb results over in europe and the appa essentially merged their mm-hmm. forces um, with the the birth of the NXL Europe. It's kind of a necessity. Um, so the PB results was their main source of income was Millennium, right? Yeah. Millennium is no more. So why fly out everyone from APPA and that whole booth and all that shit over to Europe every event when you can have all that infrastructure over there anyway? So they essentially combined results, which is a good thing because the PB results system was a lot nicer visual-based but if you see the background, the backbone of that new website is still APPA, mm. it's rather frustrating. You know, the one thing the APPA has that no one else in Paintball has is all of that data, right? Data from 2003 right. or 2002. And you can't take that away from them. They own that data. And that's really important shit. Like, that's more so than the, the stats right now, right? That yeah. is the biggest comp- compilation of data for paintball that we have. Mm. Um, so, but yeah, they're their own entity. Chris Rails, the, the owner. Um, I don't think Joe Rieger is officially with them anymore, but you know, Rebecca's a great girl. Amanda's a great girl. And they, you know, they, they do really good. If you remember the registration at Vegas was awesome. They used the, the iPad pro yeah, and with the pen and you signed your name, you signed the waiver and you automatically were registered. You signed a waiver? team. Yeah, you signed the little thingy. 
I didn't sign. Wait, you didn't sign your waiver? <laughs> I didn't sign the waiver. I just walked on the field, dude. Living on the edge, bro. I just, if I get Living hurt, who cares? Mm. Yeah, well, I don't know any of the girls that are up at the booth, but they all do a great job because they, uh, you know, they sign me in pretty quick. So. Yeah, the biggest complaint everyone has right now in paintball and related relation to the APPA is how what annoying it stands for. American Paintball Players Association. Okay. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it stands for anarchy. Anarchy. Um, anarchy in the UK. But um, I'm sorry. I, I wish it was more off. of an app based app based system where it was easier to utilize on a mobile a mobile device. Um and it's easier to navigate, especially like for someone that goes to as many tournaments as I do. And I have to be at the Houston Heat pit. I have to be at my X-Ball games. I have to be at my 10-man games. I have to like follow all of my players that are playing 10-man to see who's getting making it on a Sunday and who's mm-hmm. not. And I have to sit there for five minutes signing on and clicking through this thing. Um, it could definitely be a lot better, but so could a lot of other things in the world and paintball. And that's the one good thing I think about the people in charge of the NXL, the powers that be, right? Mm-hmm. It seems that they're really striving for improvement. Um, yeah. With everything they do. My, one might think otherwise because we have the same exact events, same, you know, back to back. Literally no change in the schedule, no change in the venues, yeah. nothing. But there is that old adage if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. In 2017, it was probably one of the most successful years a national circuit has had in a really long time Mm -hmm. so yeah so yeah that's true if you look at it we are at the same places i mean the grass was wasn't as green in vegas i guess rab got pretty mad that everybody was complaining about the grass like him and sloviak did some kind of like facebook live thing and i guess he was telling everybody that stop complaining about the grass not being green i thought it was fine i thought well it was fine once a million people started sliding on it and then like softening it up. I was like, all right, I'm good. It yeah. was it, it was a little spider leggy for me. I mean, it what was a cool thing about Vegas is that it rained that one day and yes. it got rid of all that like sh- that dust that's known to be in the West Coast. Whenever you play paintball on the West Coast, dude, especially Camp Pendleton, like, oh my god, like your nose is so clogged like afterwards from all that dust. Oh, so it was nice workers. that it rained. Dude, Vegas was great. I thought it was yeah. a great event. It was nice to see everyone out there. Um, the competition was great. The field layout looked like it played nicely, and it looked like a lot of fun. We saw a lot great. of cool. Yeah, exactly. The rain, you know, you're from Ohio. I'm from Jersey. That was nothing. That was a mist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, I, you, I don't know if you guys got hit by it, but we got 11 inches of snow on Tuesday before Vegas. Yeah, you were telling me. I got got delayed for like a day. (laughs) See, winter's never over when you're on the East Coast or in the Midwest. It's always – you could have – see, that's the thing. That's what people on the – you know, who don't live on these areas, these regions won't appreciate is you could have all four seasons in one week. Yeah. (laughs) Today I was wearing a T-shirt like when I went outside. And I'm going to go outside later, and it's, I'm going to have to wear, like, a jacket. And yesterday it was raining. Uh, and earlier in the week it was freezing cold. You know, mm-hmm. it was, like, it's in the 30s. So, so yeah, that's spring for you on the East Coast. You know, thank God it's, like, starting to, to warm up and we're able to play outside again. Or, yeah. or at all, <laughs> for, my, for my case. <laughs> right. So what is, your, what is your status? What is your label? 
on the uh, are you head pit crew of Houston Heat? I am the chief pod inspector. <laughs> yeah, that's the my, chief pod swamper. Yeah, yeah, I make sure all the pods are up to par. You know, we don't want any of those like, you know, Empire pods, the ones with like the four tabs. We don't want any of those. Oh yeah. Uh, we don't want any like weird pods. We just want the normal Vulcan or GX Global, the GXG pods. Boys. Dude, Fat Boys are the best pods ever made. Hands down, bar none. I use them all the time when I go to Europe <laughs> because they have like, someone over in Europe has like a, a supply of them, and I want to get a hold of a box of brand. Yeah. Apparently, there's like brand new Fat Boys ro- running around in oh, Europe. I wouldn't doubt it. Are they yeah. from Europe? Yeah, they originally remember they were owned by Angel. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they were. I don't know all this shit. <laughs> Dude, Angel used to be like the shit. I remember like if like through phases and everything in paintball, like I remember I, when I was coming in, like Angel was like the marker. It was like the they, thing. Angel, whatever anyone wants to say about their guns, which were awesome at the time, mm-hmm. even the A1. They were revolutionary. Dude, that company, if you remember, was probably the only company that made – paintball players into rock stars like like really mm-hmm. like really treated them like rock stars if you remember avalanche you know back then like yeah. those guys were rock stars and they shot angels and they really kind of blended and brought over this like extreme sport type of attitude from the x games of the time mm-hmm. um, that kind of more that that clean cut but edgy type of look yeah um, whereas contract killer if you remember was kind of that like really edgy kind of rock star lifestyle mm-hmm. so it was like basically i would say between angel and contract killer were the two companies that really did that and everyone tried yeah. to do it but no one ever did it successfully if you remember warp sports back in the day was like making yeah. skate shoes you know like yeah but he was more like one-offy like ed was doing a lot of like okay here's the impulse let's make it our own here is this let's make it our own kind of a thing it wasn't necessarily like revolutionary product you know what I yeah. mean? It was just kind of these, these upped markers or whatever you you know whatever they. Well, were. I'm I'm talking more not necessarily the product itself, but like the marketing behind the products, right? And marketing behind the players that they sponsored. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd say yeah, more Angel and, and Contract Killer than anything. The Contract Killer um, sponsored that Dirter video, where they flew out all the Contract Killer guys to Hawaii. To Hawaii. That's where you got the the uh, T hump aloha, aloha, you know, aloha. Um, but like contract killer was so legit in that regard. You know, they brought like cool patterns to paintball, like plaid. Yeah. Like you know, they try to like make these cool looking products with like like edgy slogans and that were actually like not lame. Like yeah. Not like not like balls on your face, bro. <laughs> like yeah, they had cool. They had cool graphics. I remember for my 2006 excessive. Um, SL sixty four. I want to say the grips. I, I had the grips. I had, yeah, I thought remember those I, like I fake wooden ones? Were so so dope. Well, I had the I had the single panel. Um, I'm pretty sure the single panel. The single panel rubber grips are the ones yeah. I had. I yeah. thought they, I thought they were awesome. I had those on like a couple of my Ego fives and Ego sixes. I had a, those on my my old Lasoya Intimidator. Um, speaking of Lasoya, saw him at Vegas. <laughs> yeah. That was he looks great. He looks great. He's Sleep positive. Up. As yeah. Um, and that kind of brings me to my next subject mm-hmm. is if there were to be a paintball hall of fame for 2018, mm-hmm. who would be the five inductees 
into the Paintball Hall of Fame. Lasoya would definitely be one for sure. Yeah, I would, I would have to say Lasoya. You'd have to say Oliver. Um, Is he officially retired? Because then I would say Oliver, yeah. Well, yeah. I, no, yeah. I mean, like, he's... I, I don't know. I mean, he'll come back when he's, like, 60. He'll come back and he'll start playing again. But, I mean... He, I'm trying to think of people, but let's say he is, all right? Let's say he, he is a retired. He's one of those guys who, who changed not only paintball itself, but style of a lot of people, you know, yeah. uh, their, their whole the fashion sense of paintball kind of. Um, he claims, and I think a lot of people, people, people do as well, to be the first player to ever receive a contract, like a financial contract. Yeah. I f- I don't find that hard to believe, but I'm sure someone had one too. But you never know. You know, paintball still is that weird. Yeah, paintball still in that weird infancy infancy stage where we're kind of like what baseball was when Babe Ruth was playing. If you remember back then, there were still plenty of players that had real jobs. You know, they weren't paid professionals. But see, I feel like we've been saying that for years now. And I feel like that what that's what has been our excuse on why everybody who is involved with the sport is keeping it the way it is, and and it and it hasn't grown and nothing has come from it. I feel like we've been saying this forever and ever and ever. Well, paintball's still you know new. Paintball's still this. Paintball's still that. Dude, paintball is fucking growing with each and every year. Paintball is is changing, and what's not changing is people from the outside seeing the sport for what it really is we're seeing the sport for what it really is and we're seeing the changes because we're involved in it we're in the middle of this fucking atom that you call paintball and everything is just you know everything's changing and rolling around but we're in this bubble that we're not letting anybody else have a part of or or let them even maybe take a part of and i i think that and whenever i hear that i'm like fuck man like i feel like that's just that's been said so many years over and over and over again and it might be it might be but i feel like with technology yeah. and where paintball is right now i feel like this is a better time than ever to get paintball in the public eye without a huge production without you know, i mean fuck dude look at facebook man when when they, i was talking to bart about this the facebook feed when they did for what they did it for Friday had hundreds of thousands of views, and at any, and I believe at any given time I think it was 10k live views at, at that's any given moment. Pr- that's exactly what I was gonna just gonna say. Proof in the pudding, the webcast needs to be fucking free, you know. And I and I pay for it. I've been paying for it since 2015. Every month, my eight dollars gets taken out of my PayPal. I pay for that shit, and I don't even watch it anymore, you know. Why? Why don't I watch it anymore? Because I have to go to some website and log in and go watch it. Mm-hmm. You need to you need to put paintball in front of people and show them what it is. And the only way to do that is a free live stream on YouTube or Facebook yeah. or both, whatever it is. And yes, it's going to cost money. If that's but that's what it is. You know, you can yeah. cut down the budget a little bit and still provide a free webcast. It, you know, I don't know what the numbers are. I don't. But that's what the answer is. And people will say, no, you can't have it free anymore because of the money, right? Well, then you're not going to have as many views as you're going to have on Facebook. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're, the reason you're paying for the webcast and the reason paintball players themselves are paying for the the, uh, the webcast is because we're involved in the sport. 
and that's why we're paying for the podcast or the webcast. But the thing is, is that the the people who don't know about it, they don't know about it, and they're not going to pay for it. So you you can't give them, you can't think that on Friday they're going to see it and be intrigued so much by it that they're going to go find this website that they might not even have seen during the live feed, and make. A, a user login and go, okay, I'll pay $8 just to see. At this the thing. very least, it should be inverted, right? So instead of giving free paintball on Friday, which is meaningless games, people are playing paintball for the first time in, you know, four months or whatever. You have the free webcast stream live on YouTube or Facebook or, you know, YouTube just to have it on YouTube and then direct link on Facebook to go watch it. Mm-hmm. And it's Sunday. Sunday's free. You know, the pinnacle of that tournament is free, right? And broadcasts are free. And if you want to get into that nitty gritty of like watching tape and watching how Boom plays because they didn't make Sunday or watching how because you're going to play them the next tournament or whatever, you know, or maybe you want to get more and more angles on different teams and how they play that because you're a local team. You're about to play the layout the following week, yeah. whatever it may be, right? You have to be a paid subscriber to get that content, right? Or you sack the fuck up and do what other people did, and they stayed around and they stuck at the field and they scouted teams the old-fashioned way instead of yeah. relying on this thing. Well, I mean that's that's a that's that's a skill that got lost, or that's a, a thing that got lost when you start to, when you release a layout early, right? Yeah. Period. You know, and the only way that people are going to st- stick around anymore at the tournament to watch games is if the layout is unreleased until the tournament. Like, Which I'm an advocate for. I'm an advocate of it too. I mean, that's one reason I like Ten Man so much is because I get to play some weird ass field for the first time, learning as you go, and learning as I go. And <laughs> you know, I got got shot to shit the one move I made because it sucked, and I learned from it. You yeah. know, um, and you go to Iron City Classic. Well, shit. The reason why Bad Company did so well, and the reason why Philly Americans did so well at Iron City Classic, is because they walked the field all day. On whatever it was Thursday or Friday mm-hmm. all day I got shot off the break in the face against bad company over the mounds field I go to rainy afterwards. I'm like How did you guys shoot five of us off the break? He's mm-hmm. like dude. We walked the field for six hours on Yesterday, you know, which sounds ridiculous like, now, you know, because yeah. it's so taboo now But the, but it, that's what that's, that's what, what it was what paintball was yeah, yeah, for sure and that's a, sk- a skill, an art, an art. It was it was an art re- that got I feel lost. Like a requirement. I it was know. a requirement, but it was an art form, right? right. To walk the field. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, you wa- you watch Push, right? Which is arguably one of the best paintball movies ever made. You watch Push, and some of the, I was watching it the other day with some kid who's never seen it. Mm-hmm. Not the other day, but like a couple weeks ago, and he's like, "What is that guy doing, curled up next to that tree?" And I'm like. He's walking a fucking woods ball field. That's what he's doing. You know what I mean? <laughs> the dude is curled up on the side of a tree, seeing how tight he can get if he ever got to that spot. Yeah. You know, and he had, like that's the kind of stuff that that was an art form to like to break down a field like that, especially in the woods. I mean, come on. Oh yeah, I can't even fathom walking a. a... Well, this year for Iron City Classic, uh, I was the thirty fifth team to sign up and pay, and it's. Registrations close and their first deadline for registration is July. That shit sold out in freaking March for 36 teams, double the amount of teams from last year. So there's 18 teams last year, it's 36. Anyway, I'm making a point to go out there a day early just so I could walk the fields again. You know, yeah. like just just to get that refresher. 
Because well, I want to be competitive. That, that's what needs to happen, man. And you know, things like that that I that people might take as time consuming or whatever. I feel like those are paintball essentials. Those are that's what this is what paintball is, man. It's it's learning your environment. It's learning your surroundings. Not two weeks before. It's learning the day of because you're you're showing up. And before we get into that, like the the one major argument is if. If we're not going to have the field until the event, who's to say that other teams won't? Yeah. And that's that's my biggest issue because there, there are teams out there that are helping build the NXL layouts that know what the layouts are. Yeah. And there's nothing we can do about it. I'm not pointing fingers. I'm not going to say names, but I'm saying it is out there. And it, it, was, it was told to me. So it, it is happening. So the only thing that I would love for it to happen for for the fields to wait until the events, but there is no guarantee unless there was an NXL official at every single practice every weekend saying, okay, they're not playing the layout. That's not realistic. But it's right? not realistic. I mean that that's that's the thing. So going back well, if you remember if you remember the last PSP tournament ever, Dallas two thousand fifteen. Oh, I remember it. Yeah, I know. I I know. We all very, remember it. Was it. Very brown, very brown, and stinky, <laughs> and gross. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate that that was the last tournament ever because there's two really important rule changes that I was really really looking forward to to see their implementation that year. The one was true semi, which I thought was stupid, dumb, dumb. <laughs> not the true second. Semi. Yeah, it's I'm not. Sorry, true I semi. hated it so fake, much. It fake true semi. Yeah, it's stupid. Fake that semi. Yeah. Electronic guns. The if you want fucking semi, make everyone shoot mechanical guns. No, dude, I have the perfect solution. I talked about it with Bart. The perfect solution on the, and the whole reason why fucking the final kids, solution. The final solution on why kids are the way they are today too is because shit is given to them. So here's the thing: it's they don't have to work for anything. The only thing they have to work for is to get more paint on their back and to be able to shoot a lane with one finger shooting at this and this. Oh, I'm, I can I can control so much because I'm ramping and I'm, I'm shooting with one finger and I'm just an anchor in the corner. No, you're a robot in the corner and the gun is doing all the work. But if you switch it around and you cap it at 15 and you make all these boards semi-auto, then you actually have to do the work to hold the lane instead of just doing it with one finger. Now it's twice as fucking hard and you actually have to learn how to control your gun. Well, and, like you oh, and I both so know, like you and I both know, with semi-automatic, right, on an electronic gun, it's not really a semi. Like, I, I, if you weren't setting up your trigger somehow to get bounce back in that day, okay. So explain bounce to me, because there is no way that, and and how they, in at least in seven man, on how they uh, how, testing bounce, they were flicking the trigger like this and holding it and they were just like oh oh see it it shot twice and you're like you're holding it at with the reg and you're not even have the tank on your shoulder and you're you're flicking the trigger like if i get especially up there especially if you had a bob long gun yo, dude, you were yeah 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 people well there that's the thing but if you had a close gun you're safe yeah uh, because to me it shot <laughs> it was literally one shot one pull for me i just set it up and practiced it enough to where i in reality shot you know, over 20, 15, 20 balls a second, like realistically, because I, I trained myself to do that. I, I didn't want to cheat. That's, that wasn't my thing. That's not how I wanted to win tournaments and, and, and 
to be a paintball player. Well, I think like I I, I hate to go to that subject because it's such a it's like beating a dead horse, right? You know, I'm looking forward to buying that mechanical shocker for ICC mm-hmm. and utilizing it. And it's always fun to go out there for the woods ball games and play with an autococker for one game until it breaks. And then you don't use it again. You can switch back to your Lux or whatever you shoot. Yeah. You know, but it's, autococker is like a hot rod. It's like kind of fun to shoot, but not really. Um, you don't want to get rather... dirty. I wouldn't want to get it dirty. Dude, yeah. Autocockers <laughs> are just cool to look at and hold, and that's where it ends. Dude, they're like, wall you... decor. Wall decor, correct. <laughs> but like that that whole subject's been beaten to death. The, the thing, the change that I wanted to see really bad happen was when they released the pro layout the Thursday before the event at, at PSP Dallas, mm-hmm. and that layout was going to be the divisional layout for the event afterwards. The following, yeah. following event. So uh, I thought it was a great idea because you get the top echelon players having to figure a layout out you know, within a day. And some players, some teams have the advantage of playing all day that Thursday, which happened with some teams. And mm-hmm. some teams, like I remember Aftershock at the time, I had an hour practice and Bruno was like losing his shit. That was typical. Yeah. And he played like for three or four hours that day. And, you know, the Ironman played a bunch. Um, Impact played a shit ton. But you only had one day to prepare. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, like, and you're only limited to playing at a couple different fields in the Dallas area, right? Yeah. So, so it's not like you can sit there and pl- realistically play all day. It's going to be difficult in any regard. Uh, the divisional teams would have had what a month and five weeks five six weeks to play whenever they felt like it they could play every week or they could play every other week they don't have to just smash it in to the grind of the three weeks of the tournament right and you're just playing paintball like you're not nothing specific you're just playing paintball doing your yeah. due diligence and and you, you know, just do a case practice every week instead of like the yeah the free case practice where it just blows up your bank account mm-hmm. you know you just do a case of practice every week and have fun playing paintball on a field. You know, yeah. I was really looking forward to that, and I'm I'm really, I'm I was really bummed that that didn't get kind of brought over or tried again uh, with the NXL. Yeah. Um, but I guess it's the point being is like how the growth of the sport and the the amount of teams making paint was the original kind of topic. You know, I'll I'll talk about paintball growing when you actually see an outside sponsor come in and legitimately sponsor the league itself. That's so my, whatever yeah, that's my thing too. That's 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 it. And I think a, a lot of people would agree with me. If you had if you had a hundred fifty thousand viewers on a fucking Facebook Live feed of the, the tournament, someone is going to give you money to sponsor that shit. Because yeah. 150,000 people are seeing anything. Finlay Hats sponsoring this fucking match or uh, Kill Cliff. Remember that energy drink that sponsored te- the league in 2015 or Balls Energy Drink or whatever the whatever it may be. Some tiny little company that that wants to get into that grassroots Internet movement. Yep. Like which everyone is doing now. You're going to sponsor a live feed that 150,000 people are watching. Yeah. I mean, it's it's ad revenue, it's ad space. I mean, that's what you're looking for, and it's not why do going you, to be. Why do you think Joe Rogan makes a killing off his pot? He that's his job, because one million people listen to his every one of his episodes, and he gets paid by, you know, what what companies are sponsoring him? Not like Allstate, not Nike, like 
couple little small niche companies are sponsoring his shit. Uber, mm-hmm. Lyft, you know, like cyber companies. Yeah. And he generates a shit ton of ad revenue from just his podcast. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Joey it, Diaz has a bidet sponsoring his fucking <laughs> podcast. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm aspiring to that. I'm hoping to get one. I got my first couple, we'll like, paid uh, sponsorships uh, last year. And then this year it came in a lot more. And it definitely helps. You know, you and I both know, like, if you want to take this podcast thing seriously and make it like a legitimate thing. One, the the thing is consistency, right? So mm-hmm. if you're not planning on putting out at least one podcast a month, if not every week or every two weeks, then you don't really have a podcast, right? Like people yeah. want the content and people want it free, but it costs money. It's 15 bucks a month for a SoundCloud Pro account, which is yeah. what you need, you know? Yep. And then it's, you know, I pay $10 a month for my Photoshop to like do random stuff that I need to like make little social media things yeah Yeah. and that's 25 bucks a month and then all my gear whatever that costs 500 bucks for my stuff Mm -hmm. and then like shit to like just go to the tournaments like i consider me going to a tournament like podcast time you know yeah so it's nice to have people supporting me um a couple new sponsors came on board and and you know are helping out the show who are they tell me uh macdev Sweet. Uh, Carbon. Ooh, nice. Carbon, Carbon was the first one. Uh, Fox 4 Paintball, Dave Painter has stepped up. Um, and then um, Finlay Hats is stepping up too. And they're, you know, what, granted, they're like a lot of the, the Carbon sent me gear, and so is Finlay, and so is MacDev. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I consider that like essentially revenue. I basically proposed that to them. Like, I'll trade you. Who doesn't need a new pack? Who doesn't need a new pad? <laughs> that carbon. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I told um, told the guys at Carbon about the pack that I got. I got the CC pack. Mm. Is that only holds nine pods? And um, Walker told me that um, the new one has like extra loops. Hidden so, loops. Yeah. No, it was a nice pack, man. It was. Uh, yeah, those were real nice. The under. I love the the underpants the most i don't really like the the top as much as the bottoms the bottoms are nice for sure yeah i, I rock both man I, I first started wearing it you know i think a year ago or so and that's all i wear now both top and bottom but uh yeah it was really strange wearing that top and that a 2xl raza jersey over it like this <laughs> giant bag yeah it was the tm2 <laughs> which is the best paintball jersey ever made the raza tm2 Ooh. and i don't even work for Raza anymore See, well, I would say, I would say that Sunday Drivers is better than Push. Sunday Drivers is a very, very, very good one. I um, myself, I put Sunday Drivers above Push. I put Serial Killers above both Ooh, of them. See, I'm Sunday Drivers, Serial Killers, Push. It, I'm not a big fan of Push. I was more, I was a bigger fan of Sunday Drivers and Serial Killers. Remember 300 feet per second too. Oh yeah. yeah. I just recently watched. A 2004 World Cup 720 films video, um, and it had uh, it had Russian Legion versus Avalanche. It had Infamous versus shit. Who are they playing? What year was it? Uh, 2004. So real X ball. Yeah. Like you get your shit pushed in X ball. You know, like. <laughs> 
Yeah, that was interesting. Not a one, not a three ball overshot, dude. Like no. it was on purpose. Real overshooting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's crazy, dude. Like seeing Mishka, seeing Fedorov, like babies. Mm-hmm. You know, seeing guys like Rusty Glaze, Gator Glaze. Like, remember Gator? Like, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah Lasoya was still playing at the time. Lasoya John Richardson. His game. John Richardson was a killer, a killer. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought John Richardson was that unsung hero from back then. He was probably the top ten player from that era, for sure. Just yeah. a silent killer, murdering motherfucker. Like, mm-hmm. and he was a big dude. I don't know if you remember. He was like a jack dude. Yeah. You know yeah. who my we're, uh, my we're number? You my number? Yeah, yeah. I was with John uh, Excessive. Yeah. Excessive days, but uh, do you know who my number one is? Your number one favorite player? Yeah. Of all time? Of all time. Of all time. Inspired me probably more than Oliver, and uh, why I try to kind of not not copy playing style, but as far as just uh, just being a killer, like he was he was the it. Mm. I don't. I don't. I. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess Rocky Cagnotti, but I know that's wrong. <laughs> Angel Fergoza. Angel, damn, dude. You argue, Another snake I would, player. Yeah. I would say that he was probably the best seven man snake player ever to play. Yeah. He he was hands yeah. down like I I remember that's watching. Nice that you him. said that. Yeah. Yeah, I think, and I I don't think a lot of people. I think he was ahead of the game. He was the one who was playing paintball of today back then i feel and um, yeah yeah because it was weird because that angel wasn't really that cannonball snake guy you know he was fast he was athletic he could get down the snake quick if you needed him to yeah but but he was like the most tactical guy at the time who excelled at both formats if you remember Mm -hmm. he real tactical seven man style paintball during x-ball which is strange, yeah. you know, and during that time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would, I don't personally have a favorite uh, teams, um, but I don't have a favorite player, I would say, that, like, really inspired my game. Yeah, you you know? I mean, you can say me if you want. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Those... Those Avalanche jerseys, those ones, that one up there, that was like such a dope era of Avalanche. Because I was, I was a huge Avalanche fan back when they wore back in '05 when they wore JT masks, angel pants, angel jerseys, shot angels. Um, And the only guy I can name on that team was Cowboy Roy. That's the only Cowboy, yeah, yeah. That's the only guy I can name on that team. But there's just like aesthetics enjoyed. The software was really, really cool looking, mm-hmm. and I that, and it really inspired a lot of of style for me. Yeah, um, like those guys. Um, but yeah, shout in terms out to of, Adam Geist, by the way. He shout designed to, those. Shout out to Geezer. No, this is his jersey. I just oh. have. I had all the guys sign it that were on the team. He, I think I traded him jerseys or something. And, and is that a Thomas Taylor headband? Monkey with a gun headband. Thomas Taylor headband. Is that his? Was that his one? No. The, he, remember he had the one that was for him. Look at that. You know what that says? 
No. This is mine, bro. Did you get a signature? I had one. Yeah, this was mine. This is. I my didn't remember. Yeah, I had a signature series. From Did Pat. you? Yeah, the green one. I oh, cause I it looked yellow. That yellow was Thomas's, I think. Yeah, no, this was uh, green. Look at that. Damn. You yeah. you used to be someone really popular, weren't I, you? I used to be popular <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. People used to like you, Carl. Now they just know me from the podcast. The podcast. The podcast. <laughs> Formerly the fastest player in the league. Formerly. You know what? I have no. Now just gets shot off the break all the time. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> you know, I'm not. You know, I'm not even mad if I'm not the fastest or if I am. I'm. I'm not. It's not. To me, that's not my end game. So it's like, why when everybody's like, "Oh, you think you can beat Goldman?" It's like, I doesn't matter. It really it doesn't, doesn't matter. It's like doesn't we're matter. not in a race. To see, like, well, well, it'd be fun to see who's like, no, it won't be fun. Because you know what's going to happen? Is I'm going to race him, and we're going to race, and then I'm going to pull a hammy, and I'm going to be out for the rest of my life. Yeah, because you're old and frail, because like I'm, me. I'm a 32-year-old young man. Yeah, and your knees are probably shot to shit because of paintball. And, <laughs> and now they're getting twisted up in jiu-jitsu. <laughs> yeah, and you're, you're probably going to dislocate. Not, knock on wood, dude. I'm knocking on wood for you. You're probably going to dislocate your shoulder. It's already there. Can you see that? Did you, do you have you dislocated it before? Oh, look at that. Jesus. Yeah. Dude, mine, I I joined the club over the summer. And mine, like, still crack, snapples, cracks, and pops like freaking Rice Krispies. Oh, yeah, because you, you fucked. See, mine's not a dislocation. Mine's actually the, the it's, I think it's called an ACL ligament, is, uh, is what holds your collarbone down to your shoulder. And that ligament what had a partial tear mm. and uh it was during actually a a co-ed football game and uh flag football Sweet. game and it and i fucking landed on it and i heard a crunch i was like oh that can't be good and uh i was out <sighs> why i thought i broke my collarbone at first but it was just... i'm almost positive this one got initially injured snowboarding because i i ride really fast as fast as I can humanly do it. Um, not as fast as like the Olympic guys, but as fast as I can ride. Mm -hmm. And I just hit, a, hit an edge randomly one time and just went full speed shoulder roll. And because I had, I grew up wrestling, well, I grew up, I wrestled for two years. But because I wrestled in my youth, <laughs> uh, in my high school youth, um, <laughs> uh, I, you know, knew how to roll. You know, so I yeah. kind of You know how to fall. It. I know how to fall very well. Um, yeah. And I just heard like this, this crunch and I yard sailed and yep. you know, my goggles that way and my glove went that way. And yeah, that was fun. I know all about that, man. I was, I was snowboarding there for a while when I was living in Minnesota. I lived in Minnesota for three years and I snowboarded probably every single chance that I got. I was snowboarding. And there, I, what's up? Is there a mountain quote unquote troll garden troll? Is that Minnesota? Oh, I don't know. Troll it house. It doesn't sound familiar. I was living in Mankato, and I know we had like Mount Cato or something, oh. but it had snow on it. But I would, um, I would be on there all the time, and I was just, I would fuck myself up all the time because I'm just one of those people who, where if I try anything, I'm gonna try my best at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just try and try and do all this shit that I don't know how to do yet. And um, 
there was a point where I was just like, oh, fuck, I'm going to fuck myself up way too bad. And there was, there was one where I was, like, I was, like, cutting back, and I caught an edge on my backside, and it just slingshot me into the ground. Yeah. And I smacked myself senseless, and I was like, oh, my God. Right. I'm almost positive me. I suffered a concussion snowboarding. I cracked a helmet going, uh, doing a, te- a heel side butter full speed, and – just went full speed to the back of my helmet. I'm pretty sure I suffered a concussion. I, but you can suffer a concussion just like hitting your head on a cupboard. Yeah, I'm pretty sure my son has had like 50 concussions already. He's fine. <laughs> he looks like a, a little meatball. Yeah, he's got a lot of cushion to him. Yeah. He's doing good. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's got to be a tough a tough thing, man, for you. Like, you know, going. Uh, I know it's a tough thing for me, and I just have a dog, but like. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you know, going to just the five NXL tournaments a year and with mm. the kid, you know. I wish I could afford to bring them. I wish I was an actually a paid athlete where I could bring them to each and every event. But you know, sadly, I'm uh, I'm old and, washed and fragile. Up. I'm washed up. You're not washed up. I'm wa- I'm washed up. Dude, you're you're one of the better players on AfterSharks. All right, and. And on top of that, with all paintball, I feel like once you hit like that 28 mark and you've been playing pro for a while, like all those guys just get better and better, I feel like, every year. I mean, dude, look at not only yourself, but like Ryan Greenspan, you know, like mm-hmm. f- fucking Yosh, Brandon Short was killing it at Vegas. Like what? <laughs> like that yeah. dude? Are you you're retiring? Like you were the best player on Dynasty at Vegas. You know what I mean? And yeah. And then you like, well, how I'm many how head. many dads? How many dad so. pro paintball players are there? Mm. More and more every year, more especially and more every our, year. Our, our age. You know, like I just started dating this girl about three months ago, and she's the same exact age as me. Like literally, we share the same birthday. Ten fifteen. Baby? No, no, thank God, no, no. <laughs> but we had the talk recently. And yeah. she's like, biological clock is ticking. And right. I'm just like, dude, I'm just trying to play paintball, you know? That's but like death words to... We had, yeah, well, I was smart about it, you know? <laughs> like, but we had the talk. And, like, how many friends of yours that play paintball have had kids and had to quit as a result of it? You know, like, a lot of them, a yeah. lot of guys, you know? And that's still why, like, the main demographic of paintball is, like, males between the age of like 18 and 24 you know like that's kind of the main demographic because you're still a shithead kid you don't really have a lot of responsibilities you want to like live this like extravagant lifestyle traveling all over the world to go play this game that we play and hopefully more than likely you don't have a kid Mm because you're probably still in college you know yeah maxing out credit cards i mean i've been there that's what i did I maxed out like two credit cards in college playing seven man two for two years, you know? Yeah, just, just fake money. It's it was fake, fake money, money with real consequences. I paid it back eventually, <laughs> yeah. you know. <laughs> but but uh, you know, my credit score was, score was tarnished as a result. I'd like to know the average credit score of paintball players in the league. It's probably somewhere in the five hundreds. I have a seven hundred and fifty nine credit score. But that's rounding up to the no, nearest hundred. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I'm, I'm living life, man. It's crazy. Like I paid off like all my debt 
this summer or this winter, uh, this winter. And then as soon as paintball season starts, lo and behold, my credit cards like go skyrocketing back up. Like I just paid for our, our entry for ICC on my credit card. Oh, you're just that guy. I, you're that, that guy, guy on the team. <laughs> I'm that guy. Winston's is my team, man. Like that's yeah. that's shit. You know, mm-hmm. we are the flagship ten man team currently. Winsteins. The Winsteins. Well, we might have a Wichita Winston soon because I have so many freaking people on my team. The Wichita Winstons. There's Washington and Wichita, and then there's the Winsteins, which is our Jewish sector. I have plenty of Jews to fill that team up, so we're good there. You know what you should change the name to? What? The Everywhere Everybody's. Yeah, it's literally our team. Yeah. Everybody's from everywhere, and everybody's on. <laughs> we have we're international, dude. We have yeah. dudes from Finland playing with us. We have dudes from Sweden playing with us. The like, international locals. They said so I'm going to all the Millennium events this year. Um, that's the plan, at least. I'm going to Paris in two weeks. Mm. And the first question I got asked from one of my buddies over there, Neil, is, "Are you putting a Winston's team in for ten man at at uh, Paris or France?" And I'm like man i'd love to but i just want to go be a player yeah like i want i want to go there and just play paintball and leave and go to the eiffel tower <laughs> or no i want to go to that there's that cathedral in Chartres that is apparently like world renowned one of the best still existing cathedrals Ooh, never been you've yeah. never been over to europe right never been to europe Missing so if Africa. anybody wants to take me to europe uh, I still don't know if I can go because I can't get off work. Well, we're I taking Mike Kerr. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Mike Kerr's on our team. Oh, to be young again without kids or a job. So he was at, he was talking around to like I guess some of the after sharks and the the small sharks the mm-hmm. the shark twos and uh, and the shark threes, um, and uh, talking about like Brian McKenna coming with us, but I don't think he's in for this event. I think he might try to come for the uh, the Paris event, though. Yeah, maybe. Well, well, our team's weird. We have a guy from England. We have me from Jersey, a guy from Delaware, two guys from Florida, and then Mike Kerr, and then a dude from Kansas, like Steven Masaryk. Like, we have dudes everywhere. You know what I mean? That's all it takes. California dudes, everything like that. Well, mm. man, I hear the little one upstairs. I got to get going. I got to help out. Uh, I know. I, the little baby one. I, dude, you'll, dad life, you'll know. Yeah, You'll know soon maybe. enough. <laughs> no, Courtney. Don't <laughs> suck me in. Uh, but, dude, thank you so much. I, I appreciate the sit down and the conversation. Um, yeah, I, I kind of like this, too, because it's you know, we're, we don't always have to talk about paintball stuff all the time. I mean – Obviously, this is a paintball-related podcast, but sometimes to to hear a little bit of different insight on just life in general is yeah. is always a, a refresher. So yeah, I could talk to you for another at least hour about whatever the hell we want to talk about, Dude, but three hours have the paintball podcast to do that on too. Yes, and I you know that I'm always down to. Uh, and by the way, everybody. If you didn't just get what that was, that's <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, Mike's podcast, the Paintball Podcast. Uh, make sure you check it out everywhere uh, where you can listen to it on the pa- on the podcast platform. Yeah, the Paintball iTunes, podcast. SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, Google Play Music, Tinder, Tinder, 
for sure. That's where I met my girlfriend on Bumble, actually. See? It works. It works. Seriously. Bumble she's a great girl. Great. Uh, her name's Courtney, and she's awesome. Swipe um, left. I swiped right hard on that one. <laughs> hard right. Super swipe. Super swipe. Um, but, uh, yeah, Paintball Podcast is fun. Um, Keep doing what you're like, doing, man. I like all – I like your podcast. I listen to, like, a whole bunch of them. That's what gets me through my days. Just fills me with knowledge. And uh, thank you, man. Yeah, we should definitely um, try to get, try to record one in Dallas for sure. Absolutely, I'm always down. I love the face to face ones. Yeah, are you an Indians fan? Out of curiosity, I like baseball. Who's your team? Baseball. Baseball team. <laughs> I'm not, not really. A- I don't really follow anybody. I just I, I can watch baseball, but I'm not really a fan of. The teams. I mean, obviously, you like the NYs. Opening day, baby. Today, oh, the Mets right. won nine to four against the St. Louis Cardinals. We're gonna be the shit. Come at me. The Mets are going to the. I'm gonna say the NLCS this year. I'm Ooh. gonna say that. I'm gonna All say right. that. Okay. We'll, leave, we'll, we'll end with that. We'll end yeah. with that. We'll see what happens. Love yourself, love the people around you, love paintball, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay, you, it's not your, my show. More than anything, please don't text and drive. Don't text and drive. And uh, the, in- yeah. We're the reason why the road is unsafe. And we, I mean human beings. If we all just pay attention just a little bit more, this is why podcasts are, and I'm going to say this again at the end of the podcast for the ads, but... This is, this is why podcasts are so important for me, because I used to be a text and driver, and I am and not now the podcast listener because I listen, exactly, I listen to podcasts, and that, it occupies my ears so my eyes can watch the road. So no, the please. problem is, I text you when I hear something on your podcast <laughs> while I'm driving, like... <laughs> use the microphone, use the microphone, if you're going to do it, use the microphone, right. but please don't text and drive, I love you all, and Mike, I love you, buddy, you know, yeah. you, you are... You know, essentially one of the major reasons why this is around. So thank you, sir. Thank you for keep doing what you're doing. I like listening to your shit. I'm still behind uh, on mine. I am. I just finished Halloween chorizo. So I still got a lot to catch up on. I'm looking forward to it. And please listen to the one that I'm going to upload with Gutenberg Pereira. I I definitely will, for sure. It's it's a cool story. It's a cool story. I'm about to do one. Uh, probably, t- uh, probably Saturday with a, a yoga instructor from Princeton. Yes. Um, who's only played paintball like two times, but that doesn't matter. What I want to talk about is what we talked about in the beginning of this episode is the relationship of other martial arts and paintball kind of thing. Yeah. Yoga, in my opinion, is a martial art, but in any case, um, yeah. So thanks a lot for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, Absolutely. It's weird being a guest. Do we? When do we end? <laughs> we can end whenever. We can end right now. Ready? This will be the end. Right about. Peace. Now. Bye. Mike Zap, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much, Mike, for sitting down and talking with me. Uh, always have a great time. Always a great conversation. We have plenty of conversations, but it's. Uh, but I can't wait to uh, to swing over to your podcast and uh, and have another one. I mean, it's. It's always cool to be able to uh, to hear his side of things, especially uh, you know he's behind the scenes over at uh, over at Houston Heat, uh, along with uh, the Virtue 
the virtue stuff, so he always has the inside info. Uh, so it's good to talk to him. Uh, but another quick thank you to our sponsors before we take off. Uh, thank you to Charm City. Like I said, you can find him on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, and he has all kinds of uh, patterns and designs up there. And he'll even do custom stuff. So make sure you give uh, Mike a shout or a Charm City Paintball. Uh, another big thank you goes to ckfightlife.com. Uh, they have all kinds of paintball gear but they also do some sweet laser engraving. Like I said before, if you want any more information about this, make sure you call Tony, 951-219-5045. Sounds like I'm leaving a voicemail. <laughs> but, uh, but give Tony a call and, uh, and, and ask him a few questions and tell him Carl from the Playing On Podcast sent you. And uh, remember, they also have jiu-jitsu gear, and I am a big fan of jiu-jitsu. I think it helps not only in uh in the sporting world but also in life in general and i think it's pretty much i think it's making me a better paintball player to be honest um you know i'm honing in on myself i'm all right i'm not going to talk about jujitsu anymore on here uh but at least right now but um thank you also to uh to planet eclipse who make the most amazing markers on the planet and uh who have i think the best reputation in the sport um as far as uh just you know a team and uh, company relationships and uh, as well as individual player relationships I mean I, I haven't really I don't think I've talked to one person who said that uh, they had a bad you know taste in their mouth from Planet Eclipse I mean all those guys are amazing so um, thank you to Planet Eclipse and all the, uh, the sponsors of the podcast for supporting uh, for supporting this whole crazy thing um, and thank you to you guys out there for listening very much appreciated and if you want to get a hold of me uh carl underscore markowski on instagram or carl microwave markowski on facebook i'm thinking about deleting my facebook i don't i just i don't know i mean it's kind of one of those things where it's like i know having more uh ways to contact people is is better but man i just i'm trying to really really limit my social media and do a lot more creating than consuming and uh who knows? Is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? I mean, you don't know until you actually do it. So we'll see. It's I still have it up there, so it's not a big deal. Um, but, but yeah. Anyway, also, uh, please, everybody out there, do not text and drive. Pay attention when you're in your car, when you're driving on the road. You're in a, you're in a speeding missile that you, know, you are in control of. We make the roads dangerous. Please pay attention when you're on the road. Um, get home safe safe travels everybody and we will see you again here soon on the playing on podcast see y'all